Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. This episode is also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio, which I think I'll be saying several times tonight. Um, anyway, uh, 1969, uh, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything we say here on this podcast is hypothetical. Yeah, we're... Uh, unsupervised again tonight so we're joined by our unofficial third leg mr christopher mr Valhalla Valhalla that's a mouthful that's what she said <laughs> three times this morning <laughs> i have no comeback for that one <laughs> also what she said all right uh... anyway I'm having a slew bar of the night. And many technical issues. If you can hear the buzz in the audio, that's because everything hates me. <laughs> like like, like I said earlier to you guys, like I can start a fire like 17 different ways without no shit about computers. Unfortunately, I can't do a podcast from fire. So... Yeah. You probably could, but I don't know how well that would work. <laughs> Let's go over to Jason, see what he has to say. Ah, it hurts! Okay. <laughs> Oddly, that's like, the like, same thing he said last time. <laughs> he just keeps doing that. I, don't... I, do, I do like a cave drawing with the ash or something, but I don't think that, I don't think that counts. People can't just... listen to that. Little charcoal sketches of stick figures wearing <laughs> headphones with microphones and <laughs> really long cuneiform sentences back and forth. And a thousand years from now, scientists are going to be so fucking confused. <laughs> it would be very <laughs> well. You know, Lindsay she she majored in um, archaeology in uh, college. And, you know, I, I obviously majored in history. So, like, we've laughed about occasionally on, in archaeological digs, you find things that make no sense. Like, there's just, there doesn't seem to be any, like, logical reason that something is where it is. And I and it's usually in graves. And I still maintain that I think it was just ancient people knowing that they were going to screw with somebody eventually. <laughs> just being like, hey, guys, you know how normally we just bury them with the stuff that belonged to them in, in life? Why don't we just throw in like a chicken leg? <laughs> just, <laughs> just to screw with everyone. <laughs> That'll confuse them. <laughs> Shakes fist at ancient meme lords. Yeah, exactly. Like that's exactly right. what they were doing. I guarantee you. Somebody's like, ha, 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 this will be funny. <laughs> I won't be here to see the joke, but yeah. it'll be fun. <laughs> but it'll bad, be bad hunter. Good trickster. Yeah. <laughs> Vegetarian, ancient Indian word for bad hunter. Oh. All right, um, we'll just get it. Let's let's do that. Let's do that that first good story, and then uh, 
the update on um which is quickly becoming one of our favorite stories to talk about are the, we gonna uh, do a patch check real quick because i got my i got my new patch my lovely my igloo dev guru boogaloo teen six nice with a uh, the uh an igloo on it the big igloo yep and then, like Christopher has the uh, Zen bachelors come heavily armed. Yep. Got to stick with what works. Yep. And that's what I'm doing. I'm just rocking the uh, armed evolutionist patch. Yeah. See, I, was, I was I was torn between that one. My other new one that I got is my uh, my boogaloo flag with the big igloo and the Hawaiian pattern stripe. Did you see? <laughs> Did you see the picture posted by, oh, what Facebook page was it? Um, I think it's um, Marvin Hammer. I think that's the one that posted it, but it's a, a cop arresting somebody who's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, the, mm. yeah. my fucking culture is not yeah. a costume. This is my cultural culture. appropriation. Yeah, my culture is not a costume. Yeah, I, I posted that on a Hoot Nanny Roundup, and I was like, "My our culture is not a costume," and they had they had posted it and said that's cultural appropriation. And somebody had commented, uh, one of our followers, and had said, uh, "Worst boogaloo boy ever." <laughs> if you're watching, if you're watching the video version, there's the picture of it. The cops wearing boogaloo print, Hawaiian shirt. Arresting somebody. Bastard. Yeah, asshole. No, that's ours. I bet, it was for some, I bet it was for something like drugs, too. Probably. Douche. Oh, we had... Uh, we were just talking, me and Chris, about on Hootenanny Roundup, uh, we got a message from a Karen because we posted the names of a pair of cops who arrested a uh, woman oh, here in Wisconsin. They didn't arrest her. They didn't arrest well, they, her. Okay, they, they, they interrogated her, basically, and threatened her. Yes. Um, because her kids were playing with the neighbor kids. And we posted their names, who they were. And she was all butthurt because we posted the names of the cops. And we're like, uh, go fuck yourself. And her response <laughs> was, well, I just think it's not appropriate when these cops are putting their lives on the line to protect us. Wow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's Okay, the name of the page is Inked. Anarchist Hootenanny Roundup. <laughs> what part of that indicates to you that I give a fuck about the lives of cops? <laughs> it's funny when I, when I started a Wolf in the Sheeple's World. Um, that was like that was like the second to last year of 100% reach. So like the the page blew up like to like 14,000 or 12,000 people the first year, and then to like 25,000 the second year, and at least once a week usually two or three times a week, I would get someone that would come by and on like 10 posts straight, they would post Bible quotes. Yeah, just random Bible quote, Bible quotes. And I would get messages with, with Bible quotes. And it's just like, okay, that's nice. What's the point? I, <laughs> I don't... I don't understand what the context of this is. I don't know what you're hoping for here. That's... <laughs> Like if you're trying to witness right now, you are the worst witness ever. You are had, terrible at this. I had I had, yes. I had religious Karen's fucking with me. 
Oh, I just, I, I mean, we've gotten a few butthurt status already, which I count as a win. Oh, um, we're going to get tons of those. Come on. Oh, now. yeah. We, we got a hardcore uh, butthurt uh, boomer statist on our most popular post, which was my, my Waco post. Oh, yeah. Waco anniversary post. And we got a couple of butthurt boomer Karens on that going, well, you don't know the facts. And I'm like, I do. And I literally posted <laughs> them in the caption to this, actually. Um, you know what's funny is they'll, they'll come at you like that. But then you go like, oh, yeah, I'm a army veteran. And the first thing they'll do is calm down and thank you for your service. And then they'll start listening to you. Oh, yeah. Every oh. fucking time. Every fucking time. It's, and I love going, oh, well, you know, our ROE was, would have thrown us all in prison for war crimes had we done what they did. The ROE right. Ruby Ridge. Yeah, we never would have been loose. loose. was more loose than the ROE you guys were under in a freaking war zone. Yeah, I started. I started watching that new Netflix series Waco. I haven't uh, seen it. Well, it. It's not. It's not new. It's um. It's it was not out new. on like, uh, Paramount, in two thousand eighteen, right. right for the twenty fifth year anniversary. Yeah, and that's that, that's actually based on a book, written by a survivor. Two books actually. One is uh, written by a survivor. The other one is written by the uh, FBI negotiator. Yeah who uh, was at Ruby Ridge, showed up the day before um, the idiots up there shot Vicky. Yeah, wasn't he horrified by both of them, if I recall correctly? Like, he was yes, like, he was. what is wrong with you? Oh, my God. Yes, he was. And he yeah. actually uh, pushed back against the Bureau for yeah. allocating an additional $10 million to HRT. Yeah, because... because the, uh, the Waco, the Waco survivor that wrote the book, he was actually on um, Free Man Beyond the Wall yep. with um, Pete Raymond or Pete Cronet, Cronet, whatever his name is. Mance Raider used to be. It's yep. like, it's like episodes like, I think it was like like two seventeen, two eighteen, or or something like that. But yeah, it's uh, I think it's I, I want to say it's two eighteen, two seventeen, two eighteen, or two eighteen and two nineteen. Links yeah. to that are. Uh, actually in on my Waco post on Inked Anarchist Hoot Nanny Roundup uh, in one of the comments I posted links to those. That interview will make your blood boil and and just feel so empathetic at the same time. Oh I, I listened to I listened to that podcast on my way home from work um the the first episode and then on my way to work the next day the second episode. And it is I horrifying. I mean, absolutely horrifying to to hear from the perspective of someone who is there what they watched happen and realize that there are still idiots out there who actually buy the official story that the government just had no choice and they didn't do it. And bought, even though and the funny thing is, even the official FBI investigation of that said that they should have known better with the tear gas that they knew <laughs> that it was flammable and that they shouldn't be using that type and they did it anyway. Mm -hmm. Like even even before that, even before the use of tear gas, like it was literally called Operation Showtime and they called the media before the raid. Oh yeah, they had they had an official media consultant for the ATF. Yep. To control the narrative that was I mean, getting the out to the the media. About the, the whole world. The one under the, the undercovers that were there at, at the beginning supposed to be doing the quote unquote investigation. Like they went running and shooting with Koresh and other members. Like they, they knew him. Like they were on first name basis. They had shook his hand. 
Mm-hmm. Like they could they could have stopped him at any time. They could have arrested him at literally any time without incident. But that's not what they wanted. They wanted Showtime. Yeah, they wanted to they wanted to make an example, and that's exactly yep. what they did at the expense of seventy six people, including two pregnant women and twenty five children. Right. Because you know that's justifiable. Right. Yep. All right, I gotta, I gotta change that. I can't go into that article now. I can't, I, we, we, we can't talk about dead children and and dead pregnant women and then talk about strippers. I mean, I can, but I can. I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I wasn't even a grunt like Andrew. I mean, I but I understand. <laughs> yeah, I can all day, man. That's that doesn't. We'll pu- we'll all. push that to the end and we'll yeah. we'll come back to that. We'll do, it, we'll do it a little later. It's um, Lucky Devil Lounge, right? Yeah, Portland. Right, we talked about them before with Uber Eats, or, or sorry, Boober Eats. Yeah. And then Boober they had to, then they had to change their name, but yeah, they uh, they add they, they did a little something else. No, oh, fuck. all right, fuck it, let's just go into it. Let's be, we're doing it live. We'll be savages. All right. Um, <laughs> from dead from dead pregnant women and children to strippers. I love it. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is uh, uh, this article's from 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 that Oregon life, which. I kind of expect the same, but it's uh, uh, if there's going to be a strip club open amidst the global pandemic, of course it's going to happen in Portland, Oregon. Lucky Devil Lounge started with the new food delivery service with dancers bringing food to your door. The service was called, formerly called Boober Eats. It has been since been renamed Lucky Devil Eats after an, after uh, Uber sent them a cease and desist letter. And now Lucky Devil Lounge got extra creative. With their drive-through strip club, customers arriving in their vehicle will be greeted by four dancers in short shorts and pasties, performing under the cover of an outdoor tent in the parking lot while waiting for their food. Nice. <laughs> this is not the most American thing ever. Mother fucking it's, it it's in fucking liberal Portland. <laughs> Uh, if you're thinking about checking it out, the cost to use the drive-thru is $30 per car, plus $10 for each additional vehicle occupant. Ordering food is also required. The go-go drive-thru is open 6 to 10 Fridays and Sundays, and the holiday is like upcoming Cinco de Mayo. Oh, and one more perk. Free <laughs> free rolls of toilet paper are given out to the first 50 or 60 vehicles of the night. <laughs> no, honey, I just went out to pick up toilet paper and food. That's uh, really. It was just a very expensive. No, I, uh, I, I, you know, I just stopped a couple other places. It's. Uh... So the question is: Is the free roll of toilet paper to clean yourself up? Because they obviously can't see what you're doing in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so you go there with the extra dark window it's, tent. It's it's just it's it's just fantastic. Like I, there's there's no there's no word other words for it. It's just like <laughs> it's it's it's. Uh, it, all I can think of is the uh, is the Ron Swanson quote. God, I love this country so much. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just nice. Oh, that is that is amazing. The only way you could make that more American is if you also gave them like a silo of Bud Light and a revolver, like a three fifty seven. If, if you could, if you could like pick out a gun while they're dancing on the freaking cabinet, <laughs> your hot like your hot your hot wings are cooking. 
They're dance. They're dancing on the on the table, and you're looking at guns. <laughs> oh, I really oh, like oh, that no, double D. I mean, Daniel Defense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she no, no. She brought out the the uh, uh, H and K as in far as far as the left side is H, the right side is K. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, girl, yeah. you're an HK charging handle because I want to slap you hard. <laughs> Burgers, beers, and boobs from the... Come here, I got a bad lever for you. <laughs> yeah, bur- burgers, beer, and boobs. The three Bs. That's... uh they messing with bullets? Yeah, exactly. That's that's yeah a thing of fucking beauty right there. That's like that, uh, that video where that dude's getting a BJ while he's chugging a beer and just firing a pistol into the air. And I think I, I think if I remember, like ACDC's playing in the background or something, and it's, <laughs> it's just like, God bless America. <laughs> like the like the only the only way to make that like really more anarchist would be like if they were dodging taxes at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and they have they some were... really sleazy fucking accountant there to help you figure out how to transfer funds to the Grand Caymans and sell you Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> little, little bit, little Bitcoin, Bitcoin B pasties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, really they should just have Venmo codes on those. Cause that way you don't need to bring cash. You can just scan it with your phone real quick and. And transfer crypto. Up. There you go. Yeah. See? No. <laughs> Crypto lap dance. Honey, why is our Bitcoin wallet like half empty? Uh, no reason. Just, the, I, I helped somebody who was having a hard time. Yes. Um, I, I, there was this poor college student. She's working her way through medical school, and I felt bad, and I needed yep. to help the poor girl out. Hashtag <laughs> support single moms. Yeah, she, she right. you know. Her and her and her son Jaden, who is her king, needed uh, <laughs> some assistance before she became a podiatrist. Let me, let, me, let me guess. Let me guess. She's in nursing school, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She is. <laughs> right. Her her two sons, Jaden and Brayden. Uh, now that we just lost all three of our female viewers, <laughs> and her daughter Nevea, because she's creative. Oh, live, laugh, love. Uh... <laughs> God damn it, Karen. <laughs> I would rather see a fucking glowing neon swastika on a chick's wall than live, laugh, love. Like, I really would. <laughs> live, laugh, love, tramp stamps. Oh, God. Or the, uh, the semicolon. I will say, I will say the semicolon on the wrist tattoo is nice because, you know, if you see that on a chick, she puts out. That's true. <laughs> what, was the, what was the one I saw? I saw today that said, uh. Girls, girls that played with wax when they were little are on the BSM now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, all right. So Let's where's the problem? <laughs> all right. Um, suspect in Springfield homicide was being robbed. Documents say. Um, court documents say the suspect in Sunday's night homicide outside of a Springfield convenience store was being robbed when he fired the fatal shots. But prosecutors say that's because felonies were being committed. He's still culpable of murder. 
Austin Ball, 27, was charged Monday with second-degree murder in connection of the killing of 24-year-old Kalen D. Troy. According to a probable cause statement, Troy and others had arranged to buy marijuana from Ball outside of the Phillips 66 on Kern Street near Fulbright Avenue, but that w- but that would but the would-be buyers hatched a plan to rob Ball. Which makes you a douchebag of epic fucking yes. proportions. At some point during the 8 p.m. meetup, the statement says Ball became aware he was going to be robbed, and he fired three shots at Troy, who approached Ball's driver's side door. As Ball sped away, Troy's associates drove him to Cox North Hospital to be treated for gunshot wounds, according to the statement. The statement says Troy was then transported to Cox South Hospital, where he died. Police, meanwhile, used information from a witness to determine Ball was their suspect in the shooting. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the statement says Ball told police during the planned drug transaction, Troy approached his door and displayed a handgun. Ball allegedly said he feared for his life, so he fired at least two shots through the window at Troy. Ball was charged with second-degree murder under Missouri's felony murder rule, which holds that offenders cap- culpable for murder if they commit a felony and someone else dies as a result. That's such bullshit. Yeah, in this case, prosecutors say underlying felonies that Ball committed were delivery of a controlled substance and unlawful possession of a firearm since he has a prior felony conviction that would prohibit him from having a gun. And then it says, uh, in a previous Missouri Supreme Court case, the court ruled that self-defense is not defense for felony murder. Ball is being held at Greene County Jail without bond and does not have an attorney listed, blah, blah, blah. He faced possible life sentences convicted. So his earlier felony conviction was probably for victimless crimes such as, I don't know, selling weeds. Yeah. And then he was being robbed. He was being threatened with grave violence by an asshole Mm -hmm. who had originally wanted to come and buy those same drugs off of him. He tries to save his own ass. And the state goes, eh, fuck you. Yeah. Yep. See, and that's the thing. And that's, that, that is where the drug war sets this stuff up. Because if, this, if he had been able to be a regular businessman distributing his product in a regular store, then he would be protected right. to use deadly force to keep himself from being robbed as a businessman, a legitimate businessman. This guy didn't want to shoot anybody. He didn't want to hurt anyone. He just wanted to sell them a product that they wanted. He was giving consenting adults a chemical compound, which they were willingly choosing to put into their own bodies. And for and because of it, now he could be facing life imprisonment because those same douchebags that originally were telling him he wanted to buy the product, were going to try to hold him up for it instead. Yep. How much of a low-life, cock-gobbling son of a bitch do you have to be to go down that road? I mean, you're... the Jesus. And his name was, what, Caden Troy? Was the, the guy who wound up getting his ass popped? Yes. Yeah. So, again, to refer back to a previous comment, I'm going to take a wild guess. It is Mama's a CNA. But... Uh, <laughs> A single CNN. Yeah, probably. You have to emphasize the single. C A E L A N. Kalen. Yeah, Kaelin. that's. Oh, yeah. All day. That's yep. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> she's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> number one, number two, this guy deserved everything that he got. He deserved the two shots to the fucking chest. Oh, yeah, he was trying start, to rob someone. Don't, don't start nothing with me, nothing. Yeah. All this dude wanted to do was sell him drugs. He just wanted to not sell even, him a product. I wouldn't even call weed a drug. Like mm. technically, according to the law, it's a drug, but it's not a drug. It's fucking weed. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's besides the point. It doesn't matter if he was selling weed or heroin or fucking used tires. Yeah, he was selling him a product that he wanted. He was agreeing to deliver it to him in exchange for funds. This is a completely normal business transaction. The guy is going to rob him in any environment other than this. Stupid fucking drug war that America has going on. And we're basically one of the last countries in the world to bother with that. In any other environment, he would be completely justified in defending himself from armed robbery. Yep. And and if we had a true Second Amendment, like there's no such thing as a felony exception, right? Yeah. Oh, right. you committed a felony once upon a time, so you are no longer allowed a right yeah and, and he's like the the guy's 27 years old so whatever felony he committed it obviously wasn't bad enough for him to be locked up for a long fucking time yeah right, right. that's, I mean, that's he, where we he, came up he, with the idea he's probably drug possession with intent to deliver yeah in my in my eyes 27 he's still a fucking kid right like you you don't you don't go to big boy prison until you're what 21 yeah I mean, he's he's eight years younger than i am yeah I mean, that's not a small and insignificant number of years. So, I mean, at 27 years old, I I don't know. I probably committed a couple of felonies that I should have, or that I could (laughs) have had my rights taken away with. But hell if I know. You've committed a lot of felonies, an average of three per day that you didn't even know you were committing because there are that many felony laws. You almost had one accidentally hypothetically i may you know it's possible that somebody that i know may have committed one today hypothetically that is just hypothetically i mean but i couldn't confirm or deny whether or not that is in fact the case chances are statistically you committed a couple today and didn't even know you were doing it or maybe knew and just didn't care but i you know Either way, the average American commits three felonies a day. So what we're talking about is a guy who isn't actually any worse than the average American. And right. he's now looking at life in prison because he defended himself from armed robbery. Yeah, and that, that's the thing that says that in this case, prosecutors say the underlying felonies. So like if if this if this was just a self-defense issue, the guy would be fine. It would be self-defense shooting, right? Mm-hmm. But because it was in the commission of a felony, right, selling a controlled substance, cannabis, and because he has a prior conviction, somehow that makes him not allowed to defend himself. Yeah, magically, now it's not okay. Yeah, and what I find really interesting about that is if he had, for whatever reason reach through his window and gut the guy who was trying to hold him up like a fish with a sword or a knife he probably still, no it's it still would have been it still would have been murder 
because yeah, he was committing a felony. felony. He was committing a felony. Right. And Wisconsin's actually, I think, got the same law. I know for sure Texas um, does. Um, Louisiana does. New York does. New Jersey does. California does, actually. My, California. Uh, my brother, well, he's not blood, but he's, I've known the, I've known the guy like 25 years, 26 years. Um, he's actually was recently arrested for, for defending himself. And, and one of the things that, because it was in the commission of a felony, because he, because he has previous convictions, um, he's gonna, he's gonna do life for defending himself because he was previously arrested for drugs or some stupid BS. I don't remember, but, and then they go and then they sit there and they wonder why people hate cops and why people are just no longer giving a shit about the law. And it, because it's retarded because it makes no sense. Like, I think we can all agree that if, if there were laws that made sense, we wouldn't object to obeying them. Like a law saying, hey, murder is wrong. Find me an anarchist anywhere that says murder is okay. You won't well, find any true anarchist who no, says that you it's won't. okay. That murder, which is killing without cause, is okay. Right. But, but defending yourself is an entirely different ball of wax. Yeah, and it's... Laws, which is, I think, uh, one of those big things that people misunderstand about anarchism, too, largely in the the regular status communities. They're like, oh, you just want to be able to do whatever you No, I don't want to just do whatever I want to whoever I want with zero consequences. That isn't what anarchy anarchy is about. Anarchy is just about natural law and murder is still wrong in natural law but that isn't what we're talking about here we're not talking about natural law we're talking about you just decided arbitrarily that because previously they had done something that you with your arbitrary edicts declared wrong yep now they're not allowed to defend themselves at all they have to be victims and because this dude tried to rob him he defended himself from the robbery and he was doing something that you arbitrarily declared wrong you're now going to charge him for killing a man who was trying to kill him yes in self defense and right. we're not, like we haven't even brought the whole point that felony convictions and a lot of these like probation orders and things like that like like if if a person is enough of a threat that you feel the need for them to still be on parole or or to carry a felony for the rest of their life but they're you let them out of jail so they're obviously not that much of a threat yeah why why are you not keeping them in prison if you honestly believe they're that much of a threat exactly yeah and i mean even you know, when before I, you know, joined the ranks of the anarchists, when I was a statist, <laughs> I told many people, look, what is the problem with somebody who was prior previously convicted of something that was nonviolent? Their debt to society has been paid. They've been released from prison. All of their sentences, their complete sentence has been has been met. So all their fines, everything, everything is 100 percent met. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't they get all their rights back? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're not even and, let's 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 not even go off on the whole debt to society thing. 
No, that's that's a that's a big misnomer, also. But it is. But that's a term that statists understand. You know, you use that term with statists, and they're like, "Oh, they don't even understand it." That's it's just it's a talking point. Yeah, it's an arbitrary. It's like this nebulous thing. thing. We're all in this together. Oh, bullshit! Oh, we're fucking not. Yeah, no. No, we aren't. You know, and the beautiful thing about what's happening now, what we're starting to see a lot, is serious, major pushback. Oh, my God. Over, we, got a couple, we got a couple articles about that, yeah, too. Yeah, over the coronavirus thing, where people are finally, truly declaring, I have had enough of your bullshit. Well, I am going to go back into business, and you can shove it up your ass. Um. Just talking about uh, what came up earlier about the the woman here in Wisconsin who stood up to the cops, who showed up to her house because her daughter was playing with the neighborhood kid. You know, um, she when she and I spoke, she said something to the effect of, you know, I I never would have done this previously, but this is getting ridiculous. I'm sick of it. And. That's why she laid into the cops the way she did and mm-hmm. said the things that she said on the video. This, I mean, the, the state has overplayed its hand. Absolutely. And people, even people that would typically be on board with, you know, oh, the police are just trying to do their jobs. The vast majority of the people that are, would normally sit in that camp are going, this is stupid. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> And uh, this is the time when you start to bring up the ideas of anarchism and the boogaloo to these people so that you can yep. make sure that yep. they understand there's a better way. Yes. Let's. Uh... By the way, Andrew, uh, she's starting to follow the, the hoot nanny roundup. Woohoo! Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, jump, let's jump into that one. Let's, um... God, I'm so looking forward to this article. Not this Segway? article. Like, like this, this article is just a setup to the next article. Right, I think you know what I'm talking about, but yeah, I know where you're going. Um, you know, I'm that's good because I'm lost. Fanboy, right? Andrew knows I'm a fanboy. Anyway, um, <laughs> and the, the freaking the freaking pop propaganda from this is just all right. So this is from uh, the Idaho Statesman. But the, the next two articles are from the Idaho Statesman, and it says uh, Idaho anti-vax activist arrested after group gathers at Meriden Playground. <laughs> and it says uh, an, an Idaho anti-vaccination activist was arrested at Julius M. Kleiner Memorial Park in Meriden on Tuesday afternoon after police asked families who gather on a closed playground to leave. Sarah Walton Brady, 40, of Meriden, um, was non-compliant and refused to leave after, be given, after being given many opportunities, police said. She was arrested on one count of misdemeanor trespassing. She was booked into Ada County Jail and released. I don't know how you can trespass in public park, but um, yeah, isn't it public? Don't we don't we all yeah, own it? Isn't what they always argue? Yeah, uh, according to police, as children played on the playground equipment, which had police caution tape around it when they arrived, parents questioned a Meriden police officer, police department department police officer, about why the playground was closed. On March 23rd, in response to the coronavirus pandemic, the city of Meriden closed city playgrounds and outdoor exercise equipment uh, while allowing walking paths to remain open. How benevolent of them. 
right. Uh, Walton Brady is an activist for parental medical rights at the Idaho State House. She runs Idahoans for Vaccine Freedom, a Facebook group and has been outspoken in the past about parental rights and government-imposed restrictions. Okay. What a so, shock. So they arrested a woman who is standing up for parental rights against arbitrary edicts of who? Well, so, you know, but I mean, even more importantly here, it needs to be noted in regards to the headline here. This woman was not protesting vaccinations. No, no absolutely not. Time. not. She was not None, protesting vaccination, even though the article says it like four times. Yeah. None of what she was doing had a single tiny thing to do nope. with her being anti-vax. Nothing. No, it was not civil disobedience because she she took her kid to a public park. And I can't emphasize that word enough. Public park and let her kid get a little bit of outdoor time that wasn't confined to her yard. What a freaking travesty that is. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's and it should be noted, like I'm pro vax. All right. I know I'm um there are plenty of people who follow me who I'm friends with who are anti vax, whatever we agree to disagree on certain things. I am also very anti government mandated vaccine because that's fucking horrifyingly. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm but, I'm right there with you. Yeah, but I'm I am not anti vax, but I support this woman in this one hundred percent and none of what she was doing had a goddamn thing to do with her being anti-vax they're trying to use a headline to manipulate public sentiment yes right Uh, according to a police press release officers on tuesday night responded after several calls were made to dispatch officers then informed those gathered that the playground structure was closed and that they were that they were welcome to utilize open areas of the park after the arrest of Brady, police cordoned off the playground again with caution tape, signifying its closure. Video on Facebook showed some people taking that tape down as well. Good. Uh, police said metal metal signage showing that the playground was closed was also removed. Wait. So what they <laughs> told like their people. what they told these people was you can't use the pre-built structures, but you can all interact yep. just fine. Yep. Over in the, the open grass. field over there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, quote, quote, these are trying times and the Meriden Police Department supports the public's right to assemble for peaceful protest. <laughs> However, that right does not include damaging public property or, igno- or ignoring closures of city property and facilities. The police, city properties, the police public property. What the- said on Tuesday. But see, you'll it, get that. Wait, you'll wait, get wait. that from status all the time. Oh, yeah, they say, they'll say endlessly, well, it's public property. We all own it. But then when you're like, OK, so I should get to use it how I see fit. They go, well, no, but it's not yours. Is it but, fucking Schrodinger's property? It's both mine and not mine simultaneously. Uh, absolutely. That, well, that's how the government wants it. It's, a, it's absolutely Schrodinger's property because they want you to go out there and enjoy these beautiful green parks. Right. But. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare! Don't you freaking dare! Do anything yeah. to damage it's, that pristine it's, it's green. Like, like oh the, my the parks, the parks here are closed. Like they have, they have police tape up around the parks and all that other stuff, right? And then like the trails, the trails have signs that says you're you're free to walk and free to run on the trails. 
but it's the the trails are close to biking. What? what? Like, but I I missed that report where they decided that bikes make you more susceptible to COVID nineteen. So, That's uh, uh, somebody so, should really tell the hipsters. The, the town yeah. that I visit is the confluence of three major bike trails in the state of wisconsin oh okay. god yeah the the sparta elroy area is known for its trail yeah it's right, so let's let's get back to this article it says uh uh she, uh walton brady said to the crowd through my through a megaphone uh quote i'm going to fight this i was in a public park i pay my taxes on um she goes on to call the government tyrannical and police wrong and yet uh, you still well, willingly pay them yeah, quote, right. please, let, please let this inspire you. Please let's continue to band together as freedom lovers and let's stop this tyranny from occurring. They were uh, tyrannical long before that, sweetie. And then uh, <laughs> Dustin <laughs> Hurst of the Idaho Freedom Foundation, um, he also encouraged disobeying the stay-at-home order. He said, uh, quote, this can't stand. If we allow this type of behavior by our government, the people will the people we employ to work for us. If we let this stand, then they, then they will think they can do this in other capacities for the long run. I don't care if it's a pandemic or not. This is what I want to see. I want to see half the city's adults show up in full kit and surround the park and let the kids <laughs> just go hog freaking wild on the playground equipment. Those are already fucking germ buckets, man. It's funny you should mention that because the other article... Yeah, we're getting there. I know. Also, I know. We're getting there. Also, also, <laughs> the States, also full of propaganda. It says, anti-government activist Bundy protested officers' home. Uh, why do we? Why have we not had Eamon on here yet? Like, has, has anybody hit him up? No. Yet to see? Like, I think I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to him and so, and see if he wants to be on. The show. Yeah. That would be amazing. There's so much propaganda on this. There's so much propaganda on this one also, you guys. It's just anti-government activist media. was one of several protesters who showed up to a southwestern Idaho police officer's home after that officer took into custody an activist at a city playground closed because of the coronavirus. <laughs> the protesters at the officer's home on Tuesday are angry with Republican Governor Brad Little's state-at-home order that went into effect March 25th and is in place until at least April 30th. Meriden is one of numerous cities that have closed at least some portions of parks. Yeah, um, hang on. Before you go any further, I just want to want to posit this idea. Grunt Style on Facebook, they always advertise anonymously sending bags of dicks to people. It's like little mm. candies. I wonder if they have any in stock. Actually, you know, you know who definitely... An actual site um where you can you can do that anonymously um actually a site that a buddy of mine runs oafnation.com that stands for operator as fuck uh nation.com um has a uh, a very special eat a dick which is what can only be described to quote super bad as a big veiny triumphant fucker uh made out of chocolate <laughs> It's something like 13 <laughs> inches long. It comes wow. in a lovely gift box with the words just for you to enjoy on yes. the outside. Um, it costs like 14 bucks. You get to send it anonymously. If anyone's interested in sending this to the police department, which oh, yeah. um, took part in this. 
Yeah. Not that uh, I'm saying that they should. Or the governor. Yeah. Or the governor. Back, back to the article, it says, uh, um, and it goes on to say, anti-vaccine activist Sarah Bray, there it is, there's the term again. Several parents who on Tuesday went to the closed playground, blah, 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 they arrested her. Um, and then it says, after some back and forth, Brady, okay, uh, that evening protesters showed up at the officer's home where other uniformed officers stood as a barrier. Emmon Bundy, who lives in southwestern Idaho, was the leader of an armed group of anti-government activists who took over a National Wildlife Refuge in Oregon in 2016. He faced numerous charges, but was acquitted in federal court. (laughs) Come on, all right. Bundy asked one of the officers guarding the home to give some type of grievance. Bundy had written to the officer in the home, and it was placed on the door of the home. Uh, Governor Brad Little, during a press conference Thursday, announced announced a phased approach at reopening the state, called the protests at the officer's home, quote-unquote, disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> no. And well, then it says uh, I, Idaho had 1,802 confirmed cases of the virus and 54 deaths, according to trafficking by John. Just out of curiosity, what is the population of Idaho? It's a good thing you asked that because I just happen to have a smartphone in my hand. And well, I mean, I'm sitting in front of a computer right but... now. Two to interwebs. And it says one 1,787,000. So well, that is a tiny population for a state. Uh, yeah, it too. is, and, that, and that's a good sized state. It's too. only not it's exactly. only like half a million more than my county, but yeah, it's, that is not many. Um. But, but I mean, you're talking about oh, well, Christ, what was that? Eighteen hundred, and it was yeah. like what one point eight million in the entire state, something like that. Yes. And they had fifty four deaths. And they're and they're arresting this woman for criminal trespass on public. Property. Is she not part of the public magically? I, I, I guess not. Just because she's anti-vax, I'll bet you that's what it is. It's just imagine. Nope, we voted you off the island. You are the weakest link. Like what? <laughs> Goodbye. What? <laughs> Am I not part of the public anymore? <laughs> when did I get that memo? What? <laughs> she didn't get All the right, memo so, for the extra cover sheet on the TPS. Okay, report. so eighteen hundred and two of the. A million eight seventy eight or whatever it is is point zero 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 one zero zero eight three nine. So one one millionth, one one thousand. Sounds like one one thousandth of a percent. No, it's like it's like one one hundred thousandth. One one hundred thousandth of a percent of, of the, the population, population has yes. been infected with the virus. Confirmed. You got to take into effect that you know they're taking into account that there have been a number of reports saying the that because of the contagious, right? The vast majority of these cases are asymptomatic, and even those that are symptomatic, the vast majority of those are incredibly mild and never get tested in the first place. So you're talking, even if you were to increase that by the, a factor of forty, which is average based on the studies, a factor of forty. But the deaths yeah. remain the same. I mean, you're, you're talking about such a minuscule population. And then consider and then consider that those COVID-19 death reports fail to account for comorbidities. Right. And they're such also, as existing They're also inflated because the CDC is counting anybody that dies with COVID-related, whether they've been tested positive or not, and they have 
COVID-related symptoms when they die, it counts as a COVID death. Despite the fact that we're also in an influenza A outbreak. Yes. Which, by the way, I had. And that's not Um, like like if you you have heart disease, but you have sniffles, it counts as a COVID death. Yep, exactly. So, in fact, it got so bad that Pennsylvania had to walk back their numbers by something like three quarters because all of these coroners came forward to yep. bitch about it. So they had to walk all that back. Well, yeah, so what we're yep. talking about is well, so like, figure. Like, like, what was it like four or five days ago? New York added like what was it like 30, 3,100? 37. 3,700. 30, 30, yeah, they, they just they just added 3,700 3, to the totals because they suspected, quote-unquote, that they died of COVID. And right. that, that's, that's what put them over over 10,000. Yeah, because yeah. none of it's about none of it's about protecting you. None of it's nope. about the reality. It's about, well, we got to make everybody panic. We got to make sure they stay scared so that we get to keep all of these super awesome draconian powers. All of this Orwellian shit gets yeah, to keep now, going. We got to keep everybody scared. Oh, <laughs> my God. But so what to the point, though, like what? Chris, what you're making is so is 54 people. And then yeah, figure it 54. was probably actually less than that. It's probably about 20. I didn't even give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say 50% of that. So 20, what, 27? Even if it, even if it is less, even if it is 54. Even if, even Out if of 1.8 million. Right. You're talking about a grain of sand on a beach. Yeah. I have pulverized this tiny, tiny piece of silica sand into powder. But everything else must stay in place. Because this tiny little piece of sand went squished. Yeah, and like we we have okay, let's let's get back to the article. And why this is more fun. I know it's more fun, <laughs> but hold on, hold on. It's, you guys know what? I want to talk about how cool Iron Man is. Fun boy or fanboy, right? The amount of testicular fortitude it takes to show up at a police officer's house. Oh yeah, armed, armed. (laughs) This is the solution. No, that's not. It's a Glock. Which is why it's the solution because it works. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> hang, hang on hang on before you before you go any further with that i need to preface this i hate glocks i absolutely hate them but they work and i can shoot the piss out of them what have no, i been saying work, it doesn't mean you have to use them the problem is is if i were to Take my accuracy with my old M&P that I had versus my accuracy with this. They're comparable, <laughs> but the parts for this one are far more ubiquitous. So if shit goes down, I'm okay. I, I can't argue against the, the, the uniformity. Yeah, you can, you, y'all can hate my beloved Tupperware guns all you want, but at the your end t- of the day... Your Tupperware gun is 10 millimeter. You don't get to talk about uniformity. <laughs> hey, hey! You I also that have a nine want. millimeter. You do, and I know where you got that from, fucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and actually, the one that I just held up is the one that I picked up with the proceeds. Just saying. Um, 
honestly, I want a 10 millimeter Tupperware gun myself just because it's 10 millimeter. It is freaking the greatest pistol round ever invented. What I'd really like to do is build a pistol caliber carbine in, in 10. 10? I've, oh. I've wanted to do that for years. Yeah, I think that's definitely something we need to work on. But, um, but unofficially, I, of course. Unofficially, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's. No, I, I do want to talk about him and I want to talk about what he did because it's and if anybody out there knows him and wants to like hit him up and say, hey, you need to get a hold of one of these guys because they really want you on their show. Please do, because we do really want him on the show. We want to talk to him. I, I want to have a conversation with that man. Yes, I would like to have an in-depth conversation with Ammon, but Jason, please continue with what Ammon's badassery is in this instance. I don't have anything else. I just like I mean. So they, they like, long story okay. short, they showed up at the right. cop's house. They stood there outside in his house. The, if you saw the video, it was amazing okay. because all yes. the dudes' hands were pulled. They even yes. served him with a petition of all the people that said There's... this is up. And they the yeah. one cop taped it to his door because he refused to answer it. Is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Throwing again, Brandenburg v. Ohio. All right, I'm just going to throw that out there. Brandenburg v. Ohio, 1969. All right, there's a huge step. Yeah. There's 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 a huge difference between holding a rally like in Virginia and showing up at a motherfucking cop's door. Oh, yep. absolutely. Right? Oh yeah. There's a big difference between what happened in Madison yesterday. Where something like 2,500 people showed up. According to FPC, it looked to be more about three three grand. Oh, yeah, I had... It would have been higher, or not FPC, uh, WIFC, or, yeah, Wisconsin Firearms, whatever it is. Um, According to them, it was closer to about three to three and a half, 3,500. And it would have been a lot higher... If it wasn't for the National Guard and the State Patrol yeah, rerouting Evers, traffic away from the state capitol. So most Evers, people that showed up after everything went started going down there in front of the Capitol went all the way up to DeForest and took the county roads on the back roads down into the Capitol and mm-hmm. then walked. Yeah, Evers called out. So the anyone who doesn't know, we had uh, here in Wisconsin and both me and Chris are in Wisconsin. Um, here in Wisconsin, we had a giant protest yesterday, um, or day before yesterday, sorry, Friday, this Friday. um, a, a giant protest in, on state Capitol grounds against Evers hyper draconian, uh, shutdown, which he extended to the end of May, even though Wisconsin has no new reported cases and far fewer deaths than even the not national Wisconsin, average. Not Wisconsin. Wisconsin has new reported cases. Yeah, but very, very few. Yeah, and it's and we have like no new deaths. We're we're doing just fine, and yet Evers is extending this. They're protesting beyond his sixty days of authority. And if you see the pictures, so what you need to realize when you see the pictures, all the people in one quadrant of the grass on the Capitol Square is that that Capitol building is twice the size of the one in Washington, D.C. Yep. It Our was, dome was, was originally so big 
they had to make it smaller because Washington, D.C. complained that ours was bigger. This is a massive building on a level that you need to see to believe. It's huge. The capital capital in Wisconsin is literally not just the home to the legislature of both, you know, both chambers of legislature, the Supreme Court's in there, the 90% of the cabinet for the state government resides in this building. And on top of that, you also have the governor's office. So there's no separate building that the governor resides. In. Well, I mean, he lives there, but yeah, I mean, well, he, he lives in a, he lives in a separate building. Yeah, there is right, a, but his a office system. isn't there like it is at the federal level or even most states. He has an office on premise right there at the Capitol, yeah. along with all of his staff. I mean, this is a massive building. Yeah, it's it's very, very huge. And the lawn around it is super gigantic. I mean, it really is like each one of those quadrants is an NFL football field. Right. And it is coded edge to edge in people. Now we had a guy on Inked Anarchist Hoot Nanny Roundup who's like, oh, I was like 600 people because he's probably and mentally it- uh, delayed. So um, <laughs> it's it's it. That is an enormous amount of people that are there. Um, the media did everything they could to either show that from extreme zoom out. So the people who didn't know the scale of the building and the scale of the grass didn't know just how big it was um, and everything they could to only show small sections that were sparsely populated with people rather than where they were all concentrated together so that you couldn't see just how many people there were. There were a lot of people. Now there is a lot of American flag waving, which is depressing, but there was also more than one boogaloo flag. I counted three on the Wisconsin firearm policy coalition. Yeah, live cast. I counted three total big igloo flags that people were carrying around. This is how sick of this shit people are getting. They're getting to this point (laughs) where this pushback is starting to really happen. There was that huge, huge protest that was occurring. But even that, even that, even if it had been armed, that's a generic protest against generic policies. Mm-hmm. What Jason's it's, it's, talking it's about it's literally a, it's it's against it's against the, the policymakers, the lawmakers. Right. Right. Well, Not Evers, in, Evers in particular. Evers in particular. Because he's the yeah, only policymaker here. Because um, changing who's driving the car is totally gonna make the car safe. Yeah, right. exactly. That's, and, and a lot of them seem to think that and they just and, don't get it see, although the, changing the, changing the driver of the car from walker to evers really did do a lot to start oh, yeah, some serious yeah. draconian well, yeah shit. He, ever evers hit a fucking tree and then you guys are spinning yeah uh, a tree no uh, evers would have made sure he didn't hit the tree because he was too busy like trying to hug the tree while he was driving <laughs> well the reason um, the but, reason that evers well, hasn't done more is because we still have in opposition Congress, state Congress. Oh, absolutely. That's the only anyway, reason. Anyway, all right, back to the, the Amazon. But no, what, yeah, what, what Jason was saying, though, is that there is a huge difference between that generic and what Ammon and his buddies did. Yeah, showing up at the cop's house going, hey, fucker, listen. Yeah, there's there's a huge... I don't... It, it's... It is an escalation. It's very much an escalation. An escalation. It is. It is like we have. We have in this country a a 
almost a, a, a reverence when it comes to police officers, right? We they people a lot of people they think of them in the in the same in the same shoeboxes as the military and the firefighters and 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 all these other you know usurping authoritarian. Yeah, and weirdly, that's a 20th century thing too. Yeah. Well, and and not only that, but I mean, I would even include myself. I I respect the fact that my mom, she spent 19 years as a sheriff's deputy. She was the first woman in that county to be an actual armed deputy. Mm-hmm. That is a, a within reason, that is a matter of pride for my family because she broke that particular glass ceiling. The problem is she was also a cop and did a lot of things that I don't agree with. (laughs) But, I mean, she, knowing my mom the way I did, I would say, without beyond a shadow of a doubt, she she honestly thought that what she was trying to do was making a difference. Even if she was misguided. She might have been misguided about what she was doing, but a lot of it, she honestly felt she was doing it to make a difference. And I can respect somebody who thinks that they're doing the right thing in lieu of actually looking for the legitimate information. And that's, you know, and it's an important point that I think the majority, I I really do think, because I know a lot of cops, unfortunately, I know a lot of cops. I know um, I helped train the Reno Nevada SWAT team. Like I know those guys, I, you know, I know these people and the majority of them do honestly believe that what they're doing is the right thing. What you need to remember is that there's all the difference in the world in believing you're doing the right thing because you've been presented false information and incorrect information and getting presented the reality and shown it and rejecting it anyway. Yes. And that, and that's what I'm getting at is I get a lot of flack from my own family even because of my stance on things thank or because of you know growing up in a household with my dad who spent you know 25 years in the in the army and my mom who spent 19 years as a cop and then you look at me and I'm like and they're like how in the hell did you arrive where you are now and I pointed at Andrew and say look at that fucker right there it's my fault. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's not fault. sorry, but no, it's not it's really not your up. fault. I was headed down that road when I first met you. And I know you and I had some back and forth, but you made way too much sense and you pushed me over the edge. And that's why Andrew's not invited to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that's I and I'm really He's invited to my house. He's always yeah, welcome at my house. Yeah, I, but my, my my family doesn't invite me to like family functions unless they find it to be absolutely necessary. And I find it very necessary to have alcohol if I'm going to have to deal with my family because <laughs> oh the boot licking well I I went to uh, you know not to get off track too far but I can recall going to a Thanksgiving we're, dinner we're off, we're off the track oh. up the canyon and over the <laughs> yeah, that's so far off track I have the no train has plummeted into the river at this point it is, uh, is are we talking about the snake river or I mean are we talking about the little cross the, river there's a difference oh, we, we, jump, we jump the gorge yeah. All right. Perfect. All right. Let's let's let's. I mean, going to family functions for me. If I go to like family Thanksgiving, we used to go. It was a tradition to go to my aunt and uncle's for Thanksgiving. And the last time I went down there, I was still, you know, I was a libertarian, leaning towards anarchy, but not 
I was still in the libertarian camp. And they asked me, you know, when Scott Walker passed Act 10, they're like, don't you think the teachers deserve to be protected? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why not? Uh, Because they're teaching my kids to lick boots. Well, and even, yeah, oh, God, we could could do an episode on, on that that entire thing and chris you and i might at some point yeah, just on my show do that uh but no it's i mean but I, what, what i'm saying is that you know because i i try to bring up a lot on this show like things the way that anarchists need to approach things to to lead other people to anarchy and as as in your face as i tend to be and aggressive and you also need to realize that there are people who literally have never ever in their lives been presented an alternative to statism Mm -hmm. right they've never even considered because no one's brought it up to them that maybe they're they are not doing the right thing maybe like there are plenty of cops who really want to make a difference in their communities there really are and with as much as I hate cops and I say FTP and all cops are bastards, because I really believe that if you're enforcing those things, you're a bad person. That doesn't mean that they're irredeemable. Right. Oh, and, I and I've actually, I will say, I've met a cop. I'm not going to say what department they're from, but I have met a cop. And for, I've their down, for their protection. For their protection. That's exactly it. Um, I've met a cop. I sat down with him and I talked to him. And I'm like, do you realize that where you are and what you do, when you compare it to individual liberty, what you're doing is just completely throwing people under the bus for things that, you know, really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. I mean, if you're arresting somebody because they walked up to their neighbor and blew them in the head, well, that's one thing. Okay, you have my support. Yeah, yeah there's a victim there. But it, exactly, or if you're arresting somebody because they got drunk behind the wheel, crashed their car, went and the car went airborne through the daughter's window of their, of the person who lived on that particular corner. Okay, you have my support. But when you pull somebody over and you use the lame ass excuse of, oh, I smell weed. Just to justify searching their vehicle for nothing, you don't have my support for that. And he goes, I never thought about it like that. It's like, well, you know, if you live your life looking for the victim so that way you can do what you're doing and ignore society, because that's the problem is they all believe society is the victim. Um. But I actually got him, uh, I got pulled over by him a couple of weeks ago, and he goes, eh, you're good. <laughs> he didn't even run it's, my ID. He's like, eh, just let you know you're going too fast. Have a good day. Yeah, okay, and there's, have a good there's <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's the possibility there for some. They're not all going to listen to you. I mean, obviously, oh, they're no. not all. But you need to realize that there are some people in law enforcement, there are people in the military, there are people who if you talk to them and you give them logical reason justifications for anarchy and why what they're doing doesn't make sense and why they're really fighting for the evil empire, not against it. You know, they're not they're not the rebels, right? They're not Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. They're the stormtroopers and Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. 
like when you when you, you point that out fin. yeah like once you start doing that there are some of them who will listen to you but you got to present it right and you got to approach them right doing it just angrily and nastily and oh yeah I'm just not immediately a, I'm, defensively i'm not a fan of brutalism at all oh well, i hate i we Try. just had that on the page. Remember the the other day, Chris, we had that on the page where I had a guy that was asking me where he's like, well, I've always I, I've rejected anarchism because none of it makes sense and no one ever wants to explain it. He's like, well, but how would you do this? You know, how would you resolve conflicts? How would you do these things? And I started presenting, you know, I presented there's the mm -hmm. the video that helped convert me to anarchism, the um, uh, a conflict resolution in a free society yep, video. I on remember YouTube. that. That's actually um, that video is actually what got me pulled over too. Right? And that's that's that was the one that changed all of my perspective and all of a sudden I realized like holy crap this can happen this can work. And I showed him that and I started introducing him to Shane's podcast and his books. You know, all of the the Vanu stuff and everything and I started pointing that out. And I'm like just read up on it, watch these videos, watch these podcasts. They'll answer these questions and they'll do it in detail. All of the questions that you have are the same ones that I did. And so I know where you're coming from. Look at these and all of the sudden things will start to fall into place and you'll understand. You need to realize that sometimes just being nasty and mean to people doesn't work. <laughs> like you're not you're not going to convince them. You, you got to occasionally be like nurturing and educating because if you really want to change the world you don't do that by making everybody just hate you out of hand right and i i've been guilty of that where people start saying shit and i'm like you realize how stupid you sound right and obviously that's not generally received well but <laughs> half the time i would say about 40 percent of the time i get well what what do you suggest instead and then I throw in that link that you sent me two, two and a half years ago, Andrew, mm -hmm. about, you know, conflict resolution in a free society. And when I show them that, they look at it and they're like, my God, you're right. I honestly and, think that, oh. that especially for people who are coming from a right wing background and a military background, that mm -hmm. video is one of the single most important videos in anarchism to show them that that you can fix conflicts without the need for a state. Mm -hmm. That is the single biggest thing you will ever be able to show them. It opened my eyes in a way that I can't even describe to you. It clearly, it changed your mind. I hope it changed those guys' minds. You gotta, you gotta be willing to educate people and not just hate on them. But uh -huh. I mean, just you also have to be willing to stand up for what you believe in, in a very real fucking way. All right. Well, yeah, if you're going to if you're going to be a pro freedom, pro legitimate freedom, not this freedom theater that has become the United States of America. If you're going to be a pro freedom type of person, you have to be willing to get your hands dirty in defense of that. If you're not Brandenburg v. Ohio, that's yeah. the third time. But if you're not willing I'm about to, to about to drop it again too. <laughs> if you're not willing to actually get your hands dirty in defense of individual freedom, then as Brenda, Benjamin Franklin would have said, you don't deserve it. Yeah, those who have essential liberty for security deserve neither. Yeah. So, all right. On that note, let's uh, 
let's light this train on fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brandenburgville, Ohio. Uh, let's see. Uh, amid the pandemic, U.S. militia groups plot the Boogaloo, a.k.a. Civil War, on the Facebook. <laughs> I love this article so much. <laughs> so much fear porn. Oh, my oh. God. This, this, oh. Is, this is from our friends at HuffPost. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, HuffPo, the legendarily objective and trustworthy journalist. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually uh, so totally partisan. When I yeah, totally no, bipartisan. No agenda at all. Yeah, no, they're they're um they're the most trustworthy. They're amazing. <laughs> they haven't they're almost they, as reliable as the Young Turks. Yeah, they you know oh. they uh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> they're literally, <laughs> that was they're literally the mirror of the place. That, <laughs> that's, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah, they're um and and like One America, One America News Network, oh, and. Oh. The, yeah, they um, they <laughs> they definitely didn't have to lay off an entire wing that was so hyper left and ultra feminist and irritated even yeah. their own hyper left readers to the point that no one wanted to read a single one of those articles. That definitely didn't happen with them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, let's let's just let's don't put them in this group. I mean, the train's already on fire, but I mean. <laughs> All right. uh, you know, hang on before you, before you start reading this article. What I have in mind, what I'm picturing right now, is that GIF you see on Facebook all the time of the truck, the garbage truck on fire, racing down the road. Yeah, just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fire. pretty much. Pretty much. Hashtag dumpster fire 2020. Uh, <laughs> this is like, this is like the the dumpster on fire in the flood. As there's like a tornado in the background. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, where it's got the, the <laughs> arms and, the arms the and eyeballs where it's going, ah, as it goes. The GIF you see of the floating dumpster. Yeah, have you ever, you know what I'm talking about with yeah. the floating dumpster that's on fire? That, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but if I remember right, the, uh, the highway sign that you see in the, at the beginning of that GIF, I kid you not, is from Wisconsin. Probably. Yeah, I think that's actually uh, Viola. All right. Now that the train's on roller skates and on fire. All right. Um, <laughs> back to the article. So thousands of armed right-wing militants are plotting a violent uprising against the U.S. government during the coronavirus crisis, a new report finds. And Facebook is providing them a platform to prepare and organize. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. A report published a report published Thursday by the watchdog group the Tech Transparency Project found 125 Facebook Facebook groups devoted to the idea of boogaloo a far right term used to describe what they believe is an inevitable civil war in the US a inevitable civil war in the US members discuss uh, in the US members discuss weapons combat medicine um combat medicine and how to develop explosives the report says one group even shared a document detailing how the how to disrupt u.s government supply lines and discussing the possible need to assassinate government officials what (laughs) i can't imagine who they could possibly Um, be talking about right now i have i have no idea like they they should list these groups for us to avoid just yeah, absolutely. Ohio said, "I must say this in the hypothetical sense." So what you're saying is, 
there's the possibility that the need may arise for people to overthrow a tyrannical, lunatic government, which may include the necessity of assassination attempts or full-blown assassinations on elected officials. Is, Is that what I'm hearing? I am very confused to what they could possibly <laughs> be referring. This, this is this is from the same people. This is from the same people that compared Trump to Hitler. Yes, and called oh, it, called cops think, cop, called cops I, racist. I would point to our neighbor to cops eat. to be disarmed. Yeah. The, the same people who straight up said that elected officials and unelected government officials were dangerous and couldn't be trusted. Yes. All right, back to the article. They're uh, not wrong in that. Yeah, back, back to the article. Okay. These groups have proliferated during the pandemic, according to the report, as right-wing extremists grow more agitated over <laughs> lockdown orders amid its, amid its, or aimed at slowing the spread of the virus. <laughs> Measures many militia and, quote, patriot groups view as oppressive maneuverings of a tyrannical government. Hold up. I got to stop you right there. So the friend of mine from work who just told me the other day that she and her husband just went out, eh, maybe it was a week ago. They got their Trump change. Um, They went out and they picked up a pair. I get a pair of AR-15s because they thought that Tony the Tyrant was getting <laughs> out of control. Yes. But they are historic. They voted for that jackass. Yes. Um, they are right-wing extremists and militia and patriot groups. Right? Yes. Is that what, yes. that what I'm understanding? Yes, yes. yes. I'll, I'll, right. I'll, read, I'll read the paragraph again. Okay, quote, or the, the article says, these groups have proliferated during the pandemic, according to the report, as right-wing extremists grow more agitated over lockdown orders aimed at slowing the spread of the virus. Right-wing. Measures many militia and, quote, patriot group groups view as oppressive maneuverings of a tyrannical government. I love that patriot is in quotes in that article. <laughs> Andrew, did you hear me just a minute ago? No, I was grabbing a beer. What? No, okay, I'm just letting you know. I told I told uh, Jason about and the listeners, of course, about uh, a friend of mine that I work with, who admitted to me that she voted for Tony the Tyrant. She and her husband recently went to a local gun shop, not our friends down there in Kendall. And right. bought a pair, not one, but a pair, with their Trump change, a pair of AR-15s. Guns that six hmm. months ago, they wanted to abolish. Gosh, it's interesting how a sudden destruction of liberties causes people... <laughs> To suddenly call, realize, would you, would you call that oppressive maneuverings of a tyrannical government? Gosh, you know, <laughs> I think I might. 
I, I might include that in that partic- in that context. I mean, yeah, that gee, I mean something about it sounds awfully oh, familiar. So I read this article to Lindsay last night, and as I was reading it, she was cackling madly at the whole thing, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh gosh, is it?" <laughs> so, and you got to realize. See, you got to realize that Lindsay comes unlike me, who came from a military very right wing because military right the military is generally extremely right wing um background lindsay comes from the opposite a very left wing very pro democrat socialist background and has also become a voluntarist right alongside me now and so but she's still cackling and she's like gosh Gee, isn't that interesting? Well, hmm. and, and Andrew, I'm in the same boat you are. I grew up in, as I mentioned earlier, I grew up in pro-police, pro-military household. I enlisted in the military just like Andrew did. And I have sisters on diametric opposite ends of the political spectrum. One sister is fairly conservative. You know, I would say... Here's the middle. She's somewhere right about here. She's not all the way over here as a lot of people are, but she ain't right about there. Now I have another sister who is way out here in left freaking field where she says that Stalin wasn't that bad. Wow. Tell- all right. I'm just back to this article for me. So it's, go off I just, it, it, it really <laughs> blows like their, their whole treatment of this through this whole article is like, They've suddenly learned in the past 24 hours what the phrase the boogaloo means, and yeah. they're just horrified. <laughs> and they're just, they, they absolutely, okay, so go, let me, I'll, I'll just, I'll read that paragraph again because I just, I like laughing at it. So, <laughs> these groups have proliferated during the pandemic, according to the reports, as right-wing extremists grow more agitated over lockdown orders aimed at slowing the spread of the virus. Measures many militia and quote patriot groups view as oppressive maneuverings of her tyrannical government. Over 60% of the groups were created in just the last three months, which, if you can count, three months would be well before right. the pandemic. The shit hit the fan in the Yeah, year. but yeah. see, they're counting on you not noticing that yeah, and doing that. Yeah, the 125 groups have nearly 73,000 members, though it's unclear how many individuals may belong to multiple groups. Right, <laughs> guns matter. About 50% of the group's members have joined in the last 30 days. <gasps> oh, my God. Gosh, the do you mean that been... tyrannical moves by the government inspire people to suddenly become anti-government? <gasps> What? Yes. That's so un-American. It's, it's because most most of the Boogaloo boys aren't anti-government. They're not. Which is they're, they're not. They're absolutely not. They're, they're absolute pro-constitution. Yeah, you really want to see that. Look at some of the anarchist Boogaloo pages. Uh, Bujahideens for Liberty, which isn't quite anarchist, but very much leans that direction. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty hardcore libertarian. Anarchist, maybe. Um, I think the only anarchist boogaloo page that I'm aware of is mine. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Marvin, yeah. Marvin Hemeyer's, uh, the, the Marvin Hemeyer page, that one 
pushes close to it pretty regularly. If it's yeah. not anarchist, I'd be surprised, but um, oh, get, I'm definitely more blatant. Get some hate for it too. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm definitely more blatant than they yeah. are. Yeah. Um, we just get less hate for it because when Andrew, we have people, I need my due diligence here. You're more blatant. Come on. Well, yeah, I mean we're 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 all more blatant, but uh, we definitely are much less compromising than they are. We're yeah. we're not particularly conciliatory because. Dude, it's my fucking page. If you don't like it, don't like it. That's not my problem. I don't care. I'm not doing this for money. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, pull, I pull very few punches on a wolf and shoot the world also. And, that, and that's like uh, with the post I made last night about those assholes over in Calumet County. I don't pull punches. I didn't pull any punches. All right. Back to the article. Um, the groups have flourished despite Facebook community guidelines that prohibit facilitating, <laughs> organizing, and promoting, quote, harmful activities targeted at people. The guidelines also ban, quote, statements of intent to commit high severity violence. I don't think any of us has made those statements. Never. I'm pretty sure that under Brandenburg v. Ohio, all of us have simply made a bunch of memes and cracked jokes. Like, I, I would, I would yeah. say like, 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 like 98, 99% of the Boogaloo comments and the Boogaloo memes are just absolutely comical and, and meme related and in jest. And then that 1% is government agents trying to incite violence. Oh yeah. We, we oh, had really? on both, uh, uh, Nanny roundup and, um, enemy of the state staying I've, I've seen him on enemy of the state. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had the same chick on both of them try on multiple posts to go, well, you need to do something and blah, blah. So I said, K-Fed, K-Fed. Like, okay, Fed. Yeah. Multiple times. She didn't want to, she, she kept going and I just went, okay, well, so you know what? You do me a favor and in this public forum right now, you go ahead and list all of the anti-government violent activities you've engaged in in the past 30 days, preferably with names, dates, locations. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do that. Oh, it's oh, you're not. All right. Okay. Um, Agent provocateur. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. Daniel E. Stevens, executive director of Campaign for Accountability, the umbrella organization under which TPP operates, told HuffPost in a statement Thursday that quote, Facebook's failure to stop their platform from being used as an organizing tool for extremists is completely unacceptable. How many uh, Black Lives Matters groups were there? And how many uh, organizations? Yeah. By Wall Street. Oh shit! How many uh, members of ISIS recruited using? Uh, very Facebook? true. Very true. Yeah. And then he goes on to uh, quote: "There is nothing subtle about these about these extremist books." Or he's <sighs> the one who's sober. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, there is nothing subtle about these extremist groups are using Facebook's platform to advance their causes. Boogaloo proponents are not simply discussing ideals or political views. They are directly advocating for violent action and tactical planning how to defeat government entities. Anything that shows up on Facebook, I'm sorry to say, is not... If there's active violent action being advocated for on Facebook, it is certainly not by a pro 
boogaloo person. Yeah, and then they and then they show uh they show a screenshot of the thick boog line. <laughs> yes, and then a post by the by the by the thick boog line, and then if they share a meme from the from the from the founding fathers about stacking bodies. These were called yeah. the equivalent of posers and larpers by loyalist and British media for years, while they tried if to find a peaceful solution. Right up until they started shooting and stacking bodies. Exactly, yeah. and you know what? And the thing is. So, again, I mean, you know, if anybody shows up on a boog page and starts going, hey, openly goes, we need to start killing people and you, you're just a bunch of pussies and you're a bunch of LARPers and blah, blah, blah. As we pointed out in a meme before the agent provocateurs started hitting our page. It's a trick. Send no reply. Send no transmission. Hey, that was mine. <laughs> yeah. You just, no. No, 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 no. That's a trick. That's, that's, that's a fed. Okay, none of us will ever openly advocate for any of this stuff because we're not idiots. Um, Brandenburg protects us as long as we yeah. keep our mouth shut. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but the the funny thing is, so when I posted, when I shared this, I I pointed out to Thick Boog, Boog Line and Bujahideens for Liberty because they're both shown in that. Y'all boys are famous. <laughs> when you yeah, start getting hate um, from HuffPo, man, it's the it's the 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 book page equivalent, in my opinion, of being a musician who gets parodied by Weird Al. At that point, you know you've made it. Yeah. Right. And then, oh, and then the, the in a statement to HuffPost Thursday, a Facebook spokesman claimed the company is aware of the Boogaloo groups. Quote, we've removed groups and pages who use this and related terms for violating our policies. Uh, none of the handful of Boogaloo groups specifically named in TTP's report uh, summary has been taken down as of Friday morning. Yeah, because they weren't violating anything. Facebook spokesman said, quote, we're reviewing the content referenced in this report and we will enforce uh, and we will enforce against any violations. All right. And then the article goes on to say. The potential for real-world violence by these groups came into focus earlier this week when an Arkansas Boogaloo enthusiast named Aaron Swenson live-streamed himself on Facebook driving around Texarkana, Texas, allegedly looking for a police officer to shoot and kill. First of all, allegedly is an important word there. Second uh, of all, right? Second of all, only an imbecile publicly streams his operation. Yeah. Uh, comments it, left on the live stream. called operational security or OPSEC. 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 I mean, eh. Yeah. Um, comments left on the live stream showed some users endorsing attacking police officers. Other users suggested police or people call 911. Swinson was eventually arrested, according to a local police department. A review of his Facebook page by TTP found that he, quote, liked over a dozen Boogaloo pages, including a prominent Boogaloo page called the Thick Boog Line. Agent I love those boys. Yeah, but I, I fucking love those boys. Like, those guys are fucking awesome, and I am, I could not be prouder of the fact that they've gotten famous enough to get called out specifically by the left-wing mouthpiece 
the ultra state humping bunch of fucking yeah. bootlickers that did, is HuffPo. Did you got did you guys catch that live stream or catch video of that live stream or pieces of it? Yeah, I did. The guy I was absolutely not. fucking bonkers. Right? Oh yeah, the things that he said from one minute to the next didn't follow, nor did did any of it make any actual sense or connect to anything. Like yeah. it, it really didn't. In in one one moment he'd talk about how he was hunting cops, in another he'd go off on some conspiracy rant that had literally nothing to do with police. And were there were there the cops behind him? Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, like it just it was the most Yeah, no. It's it that that guy was just mentally unhinged, all right? Like he just was. Which is another thing that that any boo boys need to be concerned about is the mentally unhinged among you. Like don't well, trust them any more than yeah. you would trust a fed. Like anybody who's openly calling on a public platform for you to discuss or do some sort of violent action against somebody is a fed like they just are garen fucking teed they are either agent provocateur for sure or they are just so dumb and possibly mentally unstable that they shouldn't be trusted anyway and should be treated the same way if you want any kind of operational security you don't deal with those people they're Ever. nuts you just let them go. You don't talk to them, which is why I always point out to those people are like, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to No, see uh, whether or not anything's being done. You just don't know. Not because anything may or may not be getting done. It's because no one trusts you, nor should they. Yep. Because if you're openly calling for that, no one should trust you ever for is that, anything. Is that an FGC nine or is that a tech nine? That is not a tech. The design's wrong. Is that, is that, the, is that the FGC? Kind of looks like it. Yeah, that can't be a Tech 9. Tech no, 9 has a stamp metal lower receiver, and that is not stamp metal. That's polymer. No, that looks like a uh, an AR trigger group in that, too. That is weird. I don't know what that is, but... It might be an FGC, but yeah, it's, it's got definitely uh, it's got a, a long stick, long stick mag. But you notice the way the magwell tapers too. Mm -hmm. What does that use? For that Show it again. Show it again. Let me see it. Because no, that's a pretty extreme taper on that magwell. Well, it's not a Glock mag. But I mean, look at that taper. Yeah. It, I, Maybe no, there's, a, there's a magazine that uses it. Looks like freaking. Looks like it's stamped to me or printed. Probably that stamped. looks like a. Doesn't that look like almost like it would use seven six two toke? It kind of does. Kind of tape or thirty two ACP or something, but like that's weird. It's a. I don't an actual know what straight walled case instead of a tapered case like a nine millimeter. Yeah, and his the pistol that the pistol that he used. That looks uh, like a Beretta ninety two. Yeah. That's I of course it was one of the most garbage pistols ever invented. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, yeah, that's eight seventy. Oh, look, a pump shotgun. Yeah, 
Those are those are his boog weapons, apparently. So this dude was an un- mentally unstable FUD-ish with a mystery gun. Oh, and, um, and, and a stainless 870. Because, you know, concealability means nothing. You know, the thing is, I just, I really, that little, like, almost subgun, which is probably semi-auto and not actually subgun. Um, but. Jesus, look at those ears. The man could fly away. Yeah. Um, no offense. A, no offense a, to one of our one of our mutual friends, Chris. It wasn't fooling anybody. Yeah, I know you're talking about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I mean that that sub that almost subgun is really odd. I'm trying to figure out what the hell that is because it's definitely not a tech nine, because a tech nine does not have that Magwell design and is a stamped lower. So and a stamped upper. So it's it can't be attacked. I don't know what it is and what it could be. I, the only thing I think of is 7.62 toke. That's the only thing that makes sense. But the magazine was too short for 7.62 toke. I, I know. It looks like nine, or 9 mil magazine, but... It's weird. Why is it so wide in the back and so narrow in the front? Like, what? I just... It's bizarre. What is that? I mean, maybe maybe it's five. I'll drop, five, I'll drop seven, the but... I'll drop the link to that in um in our our Facebook no, group. It's not bottleneck. And, uh... That's not bottleneck. Yeah, it's really weird because like it's oh, man, it I looks... want to know what that is because I kind of want one now. It, it's... <laughs> <laughs> like, I do. Dude, I kind of want a... one now. Yeah, the the guy had a fucked up kit, so. I really like weird guns just for the collectability and because they're I find them mechanically interesting. And I'm a gun geek, right? Like I eat, breathe, sleep guns. So weird mechanical stuff when it comes to guns is always interesting to me. Um, I, I don't apologize for the fact that I want a toker or a seven six two toke in a sub gun. I don't apologize for that. That'd be actually pretty badass, let's be honest. I think all of us can agree that a seven six two tokerev submachine gun would be fucking cool. <laughs> All right, let's put a let's put a life vest on this train and get back on track. <laughs> life alert, I've fallen <laughs> and I can't get up. <laughs> All right. Um oh, I think I might like this article more than the Ammon Bunny one. Alright. Um you guys remember uh New York, um de Blasio we, we talked about in the last podcast about uh um, they had the 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 snitch line where you could text yeah. pictures of your neighbors, <laughs> not not social distancing, and, and we get we gave out we gave out the number several times, and we, we yes. mentioned sending in a few things. <laughs> the Brasio's social distancing tip line flooded with penis photos and Hitler memes. Gosh, I can't remember. Why I can't imagine why they would would use Hitler in this instance. I'm Mayor Bill de Blasio's critics let him know how they really felt about him ordering New Yorkers to snitch on each other for violating social distance rules (laughs) by flooding the new tip line with crank complaints, including dick pics, people flipping the bird. I want to throw this out there. So they sent dick pics to a tip line. (laughs) Just 
Just the tip. Just, just the tip. Uh, just uh, the tip. Photos of extended middle fingers. The mayor dropping the Staten Island groundhog. And news coverage of him going to the gym have all been texted to a special tip line that de Blasio <laughs> announced Saturday. One user sent the message. God damn it, I love this country so much. And then to the service and got the automated response. And the part said, hello, and thank you for texting NYC 311. God damn it, I love this country yeah, so much. This is fucking glorious. Like, blessed are the trolls oh, for we other, other <laughs> messages, including a photo of a bowl of gummy candies in the shape of male genitalia and a sign <laughs> saying to eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's fucking glorious. It's so great. It's wow. so great. Oh, and there's the uh, oh, oh, it says it also says, Dear Karen, Dear Karen, <laughs> uh, the picture of that from the tip line. <laughs> oh, my god! Oh, there's a one that the Blasio with the stash. Oh. Oh. I love it. Y'all the real MVP. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. Oh, it's so glorious. There's, there's another There's another tipster. I love how they blur the middle finger. Like, we can't tell what that is. It's, uh... Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. Heroes oh, wear cake. so good. Come on. Cell phones. There's one. The gad stand and then the automated response. <laughs> Don't fucking tread on me. Oh man. It's fucking glorious. And that's you know, and that's how you show how absurd and irrelevant they are and you ruin them. Yeah. Like, it really like, is. Didn't yeah. he make it like it was mo- he announced it like last Friday or some goofy shit. And by Tuesday they had shut it down. Because they got flooded with all this. Yeah, it stuff. didn't last very long. Yeah. All right. An NYPD source said that the dick pic photos of real penises have also been texted at 311, and a phone and a caller phoned in a tip that De Blasio was seen performing oral sex on someone quote in an alleyway behind a 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Quote. He looked at me. He looked at me. And coughed in my direction, the caller said. <laughs> he had an entire story for watching de Blasio blow some dude in alley. Yeah, the inundation of off-color text was so large that the city had to temporarily shut down the service. Oh, oh, it's so good. It's Love so, it. so wonderful. That is the just best part is, is so beautiful. The best part is. There were people who had accepted jobs working on this line who had to look at dick, dick, <laughs> dick, dick. Oh. <laughs> it's so great. It's so oh. fucking wonderful. Oh, I love people sometimes. Oh. That is... 
Yeah. God damn, I love this country so much. Oh. Unfortunately, there were no dick pics in the uh, article, so. Well, Sorry. thank God, actually. <laughs> um, but I gotta say, like, you know, of all of the things that you could have sent to that, that make me the happiest that it was sent to that, it's the dick pics. Because you, know. you literally made hundreds of government employees look at your penis. And that is fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love this particular blurb in the article. It says, fuck you, replied at Morgan L. Schmidt 1, along with a meme showing Adolf Hitler in the words, to those who turning in your neighbors and local businesses, you did the right thing. <laughs> they fucking called him a fucking Nazi so many times. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Oh, that's and then and then consider that New York City has a seriously large Jewish population, and he's getting called a Nazi, and this starts to take on a whole new perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it's fucking it's so good, like that's hope, man. Oh. That is hope. Like, it's hilarious, but that is hope. The fact that, yes, there are snitches in our midst constantly, but that is hope, right? Like, the the people responded in a very dramatic way and ruined their tip line because they flooded it with so much extraneous information. And that's how you destroy those things, right? That's how you destroy intel gathering. Yep. Because three quarters, a lot of people don't realize because they've never worked in in ops. Three quarters of determining ops is picking through extraneous uh, data to find actionable intel. Yeah, Ben, so we've, yeah, ben, ben talks about it in uh, Sedition, Subversion, and Sabotage. He talks about flooding, flooding, um, flooding our, our opposers with with false information. And yeah, and yeah, just exactly. over like literally, like they had they had to shut down, right? So they got they got so many messages that they overwhelmed the system to the point that the system shut down. Right, and you know, working having worked in such a field, I can you know I remember pouring through screenshots and satellite photos and all kinds of random bullshit to find one tiny scrap of actionable information i mean it, you look through yeah it's terabytes it's, it's, it's you the, look through the, terabytes the, of data to find a, a haystack, right absolutely yeah. Yeah, except I mean, this haystack had dick pics <laughs> Except this right. was made out of penis. I mean, I can remember <laughs> sitting behind a desk and just staring at count for hours on end throughout the course of my day at yep. terabytes your eye, of your eyes start to cross and it's right, just... and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, that's something, and you take a screenshot and you send it up the chain to the next guy. But I mean, it, you spend so much time analyzing bullshit for no good right. reason. The solution and then to get right. one image of a good actionable thing, and it's hysterical. And the longer you can make that take, right? So the the longer you can make 
them work to find actionable intel, the less relevant that actionable intel becomes. Right. In general, what we regarded was after 24 hours that intel is relevant. Yep. Right? After 24 hours, any, especially humans. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, I remember looking at, at photos and whatnot, and you look at the date and the timestamp, and you wouldn't find this particular photo of good information until, you know, say 28 hours or 30 hours after this particular photo was taken. And you're like, well, that would have been actionable intel if I hadn't gotten flooded with all this other shit. So we're just going to throw that aside and try to find something more current. Right. So if we can continue to flood them and all of these intel gathering sources as much as possible with useless shit, Mm -hmm. then anything that they might find actionable, it just falls by the wayside until it's not even actionable anymore. Yep. Mm -hmm. Same with with giving like like false tips to the media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the false stories and and just fucking make shit up. Anyway, all right, let's get on to this last article because we're getting low on time. Cointel Pro. Cointel Pro. Let's just run this until we get through all of them. That's fine. All right. Um, Again, propaganda in the media. Armed supporters stand guard outside Dallas Salon defying COVID-19 stay-at-home order. I love this article so damn much. Just yeah. what it, it what gave it me a saying. little bit of an imp- uh, you know perpetually erection, but hey, that's just me. Uh, yeah, on, yeah. On Thursday, Shelley Luther, owner of Salon Ala Mode in North Dallas, told told WBAP Radio that she's struggling to pay her bills amid the COVID nineteen pandemic. That's when she made the decision to reopen her shop despite state and city stay at home orders in place for non essential businesses. Uh, quote, I'm having to make the decision on whether to pay my mortgage or to pay the salon lease, she said. Quote, I choose to pay the salon, the salon lease because my 19 stylists are more important. On Friday, Luther opened her salon, her salon doors uh, to customers at 9 a.m. Some supporters who had gathered outside the salon showed their support, quote, were carrying guns while Luther welcomed customers into the salon. WFAA Channel 8. Luther had security guards at both doors of the shop to manage the flow of customers who were required to wear masks, the TV station reported. Dallas police arrived on the scene after receiving multiple calls complaining about the social distancing violations in front of the salon. Officers and Dallas Fire Fire Rescue came and went multiple times until 1 p.m., when officers issued Luther a citation. Uh, North Texas, blah, 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 blah. Uh, protesters who have been happening, uh, protests have been happening all over the country to find stay-at-home orders, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Fort Worth, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Luther also told WPAB that she applied for a federal small business loan, but was denied, and she hasn't received her stimulus check yet. And keep in mind, speaking of federal small business loans, that there are hundreds of millions of dollars that went to publicly traded companies, which the federal government is asking to get back because it was intended for small businesses. 
and those companies got it anyway. Harvard got $8 million. The like freaking Kennedy Center for the Arts got twenty-five. There's 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 an HOA in Florida, like one of the world's richest zip codes. The HOA got like ten million dollars. Nobody laid off at the HOA. All right, so back to the article. Quote: I have received zero income from the government, and I applied the first days possible that we were allowed to. Luther was also sent a cease and desist letter by Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins. She told WPAB that even if she faces a fine or jail time, she wouldn't shut down. Quote, that defeats the purpose of opening in the first place, and it lets them know that anytime someone stands up, they can just shut you down. Good for her. Absolutely. Good for her. I will happily pledge my rifle to stand between her and them if she pays my travel expenses. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, absolutely. but yeah, if she no, pays I... to get me there, I will happily set up in front of her business, and there ain't no cop issuing a fucking decease and desist order um, on there. Well, there's a there's a there's another article that came out today. That it's from an alternative news site, but there is a video, so I know it's it's accurate. But it says uh, Salon Alamo, North Dallas, blah blah blah. The owner says she'll ignore the citation and cease and desist letter from the city to shut down. The one act of defiance created a big protest one day later, where Salon owner Shelly Luther publicly ripped up the citation before a crowd of about a hundred people. Yes. Woo. <laughs> yes. Civil disobedience yes. at its um, fucking finest right it, there. Stood up for her right done. to open, and then she said she wouldn't pay the fine she got from the Dallas police officers. A fucking man, sister. Yeah, she's also quoted as saying, I'm not doing anything criminal, so they cannot arrest me. Amen. Of she's course. not. She's violating an yeah. edict from the governor. She is not violating an actual law. Good luck holding that up in court. Not yeah. only that, the bottom line is, do you know how many people are behind you if they really try? The, mm -hmm. the crowd of 100. Just saying, right? Uh, well, she's I mean, also uh, uh, you figure 100 people showed up, stand outside in front of her business with, let's say they all show up armed for some reason. If 10, people, why. If 10 people show up armed, that's I mean, a pretty good message. That's a pretty good message, but let's say the full hundred show up armed, standing outside in front of her business, in support. There is not a SWAT team on the face of the planet that's going to go, this is a winnable situation. Yeah, they all know that they don't win that. Yeah. At best, it's a it's, draw, and it's not worth the loss of life. It's not the lawmakers that are the ones that are shutting businesses down. Yeah, it's the cops. Well, any, any, I just had this discussion with somebody the other night. It's not the, the magical piece of paper that the governors are signing or anything like that. It's the damned cops at the local and county and state level that are willing to threaten you with violence that give these things the weight of law. If they're not willing to threaten you with violence to ensure 
compulsory compliance, then these these edicts, these executive orders, whatever the hell you want to call them, mean absolutely dick. Right, exactly. It's it's the fact that there are armed men and who are willing the, to go. Uh, there's the screen. I'm not going to play the video, but there's the video, and you can see the caption. Saloon owner, or salon owner, rips up cease and desist letter. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, it and there are, you know, and that's the thing that people don't get, is without people willing to enact violence... On behalf of these men and women who are just declaring these things, it's just the rantings of a madman. Right. You need someone who's willing to go, these are the orders of the Fuhrer, in order for them to actually be a thing. Mm -hmm. So don't sit there and fucking tell me that these fucking cops and these bastards carrying guns are somehow innocent because, well, they don't make the laws. But they do. They might not write it, but they make it real. And, you know, we can bring it it back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show with those two idiots from Calumet County. And I'll even call them directly, call them out directly here on the show. Deputy Eberhardt and Deputy, was it Freilich? Freilich? Something like that? I don't know, and, but I'll post their fucking addresses. People keep up bitching about us posting their names. Don't right? fucking tempt me, Ohio, 1969. But I mean, I'm not saying anything should anything should happen to them. What I'm saying is, I will post that so that it's public information. Anything well, that happens, is, I have I mean, nothing to do with. I simply posted their information so that they are aware that it's out there. But I mean, you look at those two idiots. You know, bringing it back to Wisconsin for Andrew and I. They stood there and they told a woman, a mother of a daughter who just went stir crazy in the house and went out to play with the neighborhood kids because we're, I'm a parent. I don't, you know, I'm a parent. I have three children. My six-year-old daughter asks me constantly because one of her friends literally lives kitty corner from my house. If she can go over there and say, hey, can I play with with this person? I was like, eh, you know, go ahead. You can go ask. But what's going to happen if the one local cop that we have on on every shift shows up and says, hey, knock that shit off. Well, for me personally, nothing changes. I'm going to let my daughter go over there and ask to play with her friend. But there are so many people out there that are going to be like, hey. The cop said this is what's going to happen, so this is what's going to happen. And I'm like, I mean, and that's all that you're seeing with this story is cops willing to threaten people with violence and economic ruin because they wouldn't, they refuse to listen to an executive order, which is not, now I'm not saying law is by any means a measure of morality. But these executive orders are not laws, people. They are not laws. In order for them to carry the weight of law, they have to have the... And this is from a statist perspective. I'm not a statist. But from a statist perspective, you have to have 
people willing to kill you over these executive orders. Which demonstrates, which demonstrates the ultra thin, thread thin line that separates a thousand tyrants from one tyrant. Right. All that matters right now and what's been demonstrated is that one tyrant can order a thing and that there are a thousand little tyrants who are willing to enact violence because one man said, said so. something. Yep. That, that is how Hitler got his power. Yep. That is how Stalin got his power. That is how Mao got his power and Pol Pot and every other fucking tyrant in history is that one man said something and a thousand were willing to do violence to make his words reality. No different, no different than Bush, Trump, Obama, Biden, Pelosi, Feinstein. Yep. And, I, and I'll draw the parallels between those so-called elected individuals and, you know, Che Guevara. Castro, you know, yep. these are people that we know of, you know, even people who don't study history, who don't pay attention in their stupid high school indoctrination history class. These are people that are well known in modern politics. Look at the Kim family or Maduro, who's now in charge of Venezuela or the Castros in Cuba. Pick a damn country, Duterte, freaking Duterte in the Philippines. <laughs> All right, let's um, let's start closing this out. I just, I just want to re read this one article or this one quote from her, Miss um, Shelley Luther, the the salon owner. She was at a Open Texas rally yesterday, where she tore up the citation, and she said, uh, "Quote: I'm not anyone special." I just know that I have rights. You have a right to feed your children and make income, and anyone that wants to take away those rights is wrong. Amen, sister. Absolutely. Amen. On and that there note, are thousands of people who are willing to stand alongside you, well-armed and ready to do violence to defend your right to do business. All right, plug your page. All right, so if you guys want to check out Inked Anarchists, Nanny Roundup, please do. We post a lot of Boogaloo memes. Also, I have gotten a pretty sweet deal for the followers of Nanny Roundup and uh, Wolf in a Sheeple's World. If you I want... Tag Beard Up. Yeah, if you want uh, beard care products, I managed to get you guys a 15% discount for following us. All you got to do is go there, use Inked Anarchist 15, and you'll get a 15% discount on their products, which are really high quality and smell freaking amazing. If you're unsure of their uh, scents, use the scent guide. It's set up a little weird, but if you go to the scent guide, you can find out what all the scents represent. They're all Viking inspired, pretty awesome, and they work. Obviously, I have a wonderful man mane, and I got to tell you, <laughs> they do a great job at keeping it very soft. Their beard straightener is like, $97, so it's pretty pricey, but a 15% discount makes it slightly less so, um, but it's worth it if you have a really unmanageable mane. Uh, 
they, it's awesome. Check them out and please hey. use that discount code. Save yourself some fucking money. And in case you haven't noticed, this is a pretty popular thing amongst those of us around here is the facial hair and taking care of it. And believe me, I've been looking at the uh, the products in which Andrew has just been plugging and I'm going to be ordering some myself, even though I am involved with the Inked Anarchist Hoot Nanny Roundup. I am the Valhallarchist and come on, come check us out. Yeah, what those guys said. <laughs> this has been, this has been, this has been Anar- Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion Episode 91 and uh, we'll catch you next week or the week after or I don't know we might go crazy in the meantime yeah peace peace yep.